Welcome to the Lead a New Future podcast. I'm Kate Ruby Aroha, a senior leadership trainer with close to two decades of experience. The leadership I'm about is one that values respect and transparency while harnessing our ability to effect change. With a clinical background, I've worked within highly acclaimed leadership teams in the health sector of New Zealand before spending a decade facilitating advanced leadership experiences across multiple countries. And here's the thing about leadership. Leadership is just as important within our homes as it is within every level of our community, teams and organisations. In this podcast, you'll find a variety of conversations that connect to our leadership and our lives, where we can impact what matters, where it matters. Let's get into it. Uh, Kia ora everyone and welcome along to the podcast. In this conversation, I want to talk about what actually matters when it comes to our character. What actually matters, I guess, when it also comes to our reputation. And the difference between being someone who's running around pleasing people and appeasing people so that they like us versus actually being someone who's really grounded in a value system in here and deeply grounded into what actually matters here at this level and then operates from that space. And we're going to talk about the internal boundaries that come with all of this. So to give some context for this conversation, I want to rewind the tape a little bit and I want to take us back to a time a while back where the situation was there was a guy who was in a senior leadership position at an organization who was abusing the power of that role. Now, notice my languaging. What I didn't say was that he was a senior leader because there is a huge difference between someone who's being a leader and someone who's holding the position of leadership. They are not necessarily the same thing. So this guy was in the position of a senior leader, but he sure as shit was not being a leader based on his abusive power of that role. So we had a huge amount of information and insight into this abusive power. And so we took that information to the head of the organization and handed that information over so that they could do something with it. And they didn't. And not only did they not do anything with it, they continued to promote this guy in the role. So Henari decided with that, based on, tried to deal with it discreetly and no change actually happening, he decided to, all right, I'm going to go public with it. I'm going to name, I'm going to call out what's happened. I'm going to speak to what's happened. I'm going to name this guy and I'm also going to name the organization and say that they didn't do anything with this information. So now, look, I think, and I think this is a question, right? This is the first kind of question I want to chuck out to us is like, when we know that things are happening that are impacting and hurting people and we've tried to deal with it discreetly and we've gone through the avenues that would have things be dealt with fully and discreetly and things are not happening and change hasn't happened and that impact is continuing to happen to people then I guess you know it's a personal thing we've got to consider for ourselves is what will we do at that point 
do we take further action or do we just go, oh, no, I won't get involved because of one, I don't want to bring heat to me. I don't want to make myself look bad or whatever is the conversation that goes with that. And I'm not saying here this is the way to do it, but it is a consideration that we each have to have. And where do we stand with things? So anyway, that's the context. Now, I got a message sent to me from the head of this organization, the lady who said to me, you need Kate to get him to take that down. Now, there's a whole lot that we could say about that. In fact, I could do a whole conversation on one, going directly to the source when you want to have something happen. If she wanted him to take it down, she needs to go to him and not come to a third party me. Right, But the second comment around that is this notion that I would be getting this word, like getting him, I get him to do something. And I think, you know, like that notion or that way of thinking is quite um, prevalent in so many relationships, whether it is like an intimate relationship, like a marriage, or it might be in a business relationship, or it might be in a friendship relationship, this or even like an apparent-child relationship, like that we have the right to get someone to do something. Whereas that's actually not the foundation of our relationship at all. We are completely individual, separate from each other. We completely get to make our own choices and do what we want and approach things how we find individually that it needs to be approached. And it's not my right to get him get him, God, to um, do something that felt really right and aligned for him. And just like it's not his right to get me to do something that felt right and aligned for me. So that's just like a little bit of a conversational point that I wanted to make on that note. So I just said, look, no, if you want him to take that down, then you need to speak to him directly and I'm not available for this conversation. So clearly, I was so deeply closed off to that, that she sort of went to the next level. And I think this is what happens with people is that when they're trying to force an outcome and they don't get the result they want from the first attempt, people will often like raise the level of pressure in order to try and force more of an outcome. So she went to a new level, which was almost like a trump card. If I pull this out, maybe Kate will feel compelled to protect herself so that then she will do it and get him to take it down and the message after that was but it reflects badly on you (laughs) no I will not be taking that on and I am drawing a line right here and right now this notion that oh there's a couple of things I want to say in this firstly That I would be motivated now to get him to take it down so that I don't look bad? My God, what are we valuing here? Is that all I'm valuing? What people think of me? Are you for real? (laughs) Um, No, I value respecting my own character, knowing the fabric of my own character. That is where I place my highest level of value in this regard. In terms of what other people, I do want my character to be respected in the world. Absolutely, that is important to me. 
Yes. But in terms of looking good, doing something so that, now a so that means in order to, right? Doing something in order to have someone like me and think I'm a good person. Sorry, with all due respect, fuck that. Just think about this. If you have to do something so that someone likes you, oh, there's something really fundamentally wrong with that. And I think that's where we have gone so off track and where we get pulled so off track. And that is actually something that gets really addressed at the one, which is our two-day leadership event. Um, people really come out of that, that experience having really addressed that on the inside in quite a big way. Because when we've got these unconscious, almost like puppet strings happening in the background, where we are like pulled by this puppet master of wanting to be approved, wanting everyone to like us, then we are hamstrung to things that are completely irrelevant. And also we're being pulled like a puppet in directions that are not fundamentally at our core true for us. And because of that, because we're so, for so many years, being pulled by this these puppet strings of wanting people to like us and approve us, we haven't had really solid conversations with ourselves at deeper and deeper levels in terms of what matters for me here? What do I believe in? What is true for me? What is the kind of character that when I have that on the inside, man, I respect myself. Am I operating in a way where I respect me? Am I going to sleep at night with my head on the pillow and I respect myself? I'm proud of myself. Because when our mm, GPS is dialed in on that and that's what's having us navigate, then we've got a place to actually focus. And when we're focusing there, then we're not focusing on everything else out on the surface where we're running around appeasing and seeking approval. And I promise you, we cannot be thinking and focusing clearly on both places at once. We're choosing one or the other. And if we are fully focused on appeasing and approving out the front, then that's where we're standing. And that's what's shaping our focus. That's what's shaping our actions. And when we're there, we're abandoning something core on the inside. However, and this is the good news, is that when we shift off that, shake it the fuck off, and come back home to us and stand here very strong and very proud and learn and relearn to dial in to really the quality of the inner fabric. And we learn to respect ourselves and understand our values and, and operate from that space and sometimes that for sometimes in different parts of our life and different seasons those those that might be a big shift and for sometimes in different seasons or different people that might be just some small finer reattuning and it might not be a huge step away but there might be just a few things you want to reattune to cool great wherever you're sitting all beautiful and perfect but when you're really clearly dialed in there and you're operating from that space and you're refining the, almost like the reception there, you know, like I'm kind of thinking like a radio reception, but you're refining that radio reception there. So you're really attuned into 
your own barometer on the inside, then guess what? This is really cool and exciting. You're not paying attention to what's going out there. That's not going to have you by the nutsacks. So you've got a new place to stand, a place to look from, a place to choose from, a place to decide from. So when things come into your space, which they will, like this situation where the lady is like, oh, but, you know, thinking that this was going to work on me, lady, do you know who the fuck I am? (laughs) You know, like, do you know the level to which I've done work in this area so that I'm not pulled away by manipulative comments in terms of, oh, but it will reflect badly on you. Like, honestly, honestly, if for whoever out in the world sees my husband making a stand for something because we have a very shared value system at the back end we just express it in different ways I am typically more discreet in the way in which I address things head on he's typically uh, if he's been after he's been discreet if it hasn't got anywhere he has got no problems in going public and you know good on him it's his choice but here's the thing if someone out in the world was to look at him doing that and then go oh tut 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 that's so naughty and wrong and then color me with that and then see me in a whole different perspective and then not um, respect me, well, good for them. But I can promise you that is not someone that I would want to run around and try and appease. I get to choose where I stand and who I get to be and what matters to me and where I'm going to operate from. And so do other people. And that's the thing is if we're running around on the surface trying to appease and please then our focus is going to be in a million different directions because we're going to be appeasing and pleasing people in all sorts of ways. And we will, by nature of that, lose connection with ourselves. The only way to have a strong place to stand is to come back home and find out what matters to you. Not what matters to your parents, not what matters to the people around you, not what matters to me. What matters to you? What do you believe in? What are you about? And then bloody be about that. And when you do, you will have a strong place to stand. You'll have a barometer to measure when things come at you that would siren call you into abandoning that. You just come back to your barometer. What's true for me here? such a great question what is true for me here it's a question I ask myself all the time what's true for me here and then you can decide and align with that and not get pulled into many 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 agendas because the world is full of different perspectives and opinions and agendas and unless you discover that for you and that where you stand you'll constantly be pulled into a lot of other stuff so Um, That's a thought for today by a random thought that I had upstairs. We've got a third floor rooftop um, where I will often sit there with a cup of tea in the morning and just ponder shit. (laughs) That was a pondering that I had this morning that I wanted to share with you. And if by any chance you want to really expand your leadership capacity, seriously do what it takes to get to the one. Uh, At the one, it's our two-day event that in real time, expands leadership capacity. And I'm not talking about leadership theory. I'm talking about your walk away out of the two days with a shift on the inside, having opened up to so much more of you, 
where you get to then discover new insights for yourself. And that's what I'm both Henari and I are deeply proud of with this two days, that you're not coming here being told what to think, feel and do. But the design of how we have done it really opens up um, capacity and space on the inside where new connections, new discoveries are made. And then as you go home into your life, it's like the art of leadership has space to start coming through for you in a new way. And the results we hear from people is, you know, we've just done two of them. We've done one in Australia, one in New Zealand. We've had so many messages since, you know, lady said, far out, you know, I was at a hui after the event and my leadership was different at that hui. Another lady just messaged, she's just been down to Wellington and she's led a meeting in a way she would never have led before. Another lady who's already doing social change work in um, New Zealand, she said in three different occasions, like she was blown away by the leadership that was coming through from her in really different situations that in the past she would have just like of shut down and avoided she just really took control of those situations and led in such new ways but this is what happens when we open up the space within us our leadership that's already innately there underneath actually gets to come through and that's what we do at the one so do whatever you can to get to the one we've actually got seven events coming up in across four potentially five countries this year so regardless of whether you where you are in the world there will be a one coming close to you. <laughs> well, there's one in Europe, one in the Middle East, um, Australia, two, three in New Zealand, and um, we are looking at coming to the States. So that's a conversation we're in at the moment. Anyway, there is a wait list below. So the details will be below in the show notes about um, the one and how you can get on the wait list. Do that. And I hope this has been a conversation with food for thought.